Hi there and welcome to In the Spirit of Business, where we hear from people who are leaving the old ways behind and successfully work at the intersection of business, spirituality, mysticism and new paradigms. Business as usual is coming to an end around the globe. So let's explore the new generation of stories about work, money, community, creativity and collaboration. My name is Philip Stelic, and I'm very excited to go on this journey together with you. On the one hand, obviously, you meditate, you go to these workshops, you have conversations with star beings, with your starlight family, with your spirit guides. You work with source energy, you send healings, all these things. And at the same time, I was writing a PhD about blockchain. Welcome to episode one of In the Spirit of Business the very first. In this episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Dr. Jessica Schmeiss about her path from working at Google when she heard the voice of her soul say, get out now, how she left that all behind and found her spiritual practice, found her community and teacher, and then went full circle to go back to work in tech, in this case at Facebook. We talk about how she weaves her practice as well as her work and her personal lives and how she brings them together. We also talk about her experience channeling her PhD and the rediscovery of her spirit guides that she had shut out as a child in order to fit in. We go into community and what it means to have a good support network in and outside of work and also talk about what she sees for the future for us. Jessica worked at Google. She was a researcher at the Alexander von Humboldt Institute, covering projects at the intersection of social innovation, platform design, and emerging technologies. And as said, she didn't only write, but channel her PhD about governance mechanisms and blockchain. Right now, she works at Facebook, where she supports the organizers of key communities who use the Facebook platform. She worked with her teachers Anjunya Saran and Zara Kumara over the last five years, diving deep into the practices of yoga, chanting, energy and light work. And she organized events and trainings and has her own unique practice of embodiment and meditation that she shares with her community. During the recording of this episode, I was in the New Zealand countryside shortly after the coronavirus lockdown ended, and Jessica dialed in from her office in Berlin. I'm excited to have Jessica on the show. How did you end up where you are today, where you're bringing these two worlds together? And what are these, these different worlds for you anyways? What was the yeah. path and, and how, did you, how did you get there? Maybe I'll start this way. What is super important for me is to bring all these sacred practices really to my everyday life. So to be super integrated in everything that I do. And that is what is super important to me and what I'm really, really passionate about and what I think is also needed in this time and in this world to sort of start for people to start living this integration and not to sort of see yourself separate because that is, as we all know, sort of the origin of everything that is causing us pain or, or doubt or fear. So I'm really trying to, to live this super integrated life. 
I started a like very classic professional career. I went to I went to a pretty good college. I did a like cool master's program. I um, started working for Google for a big tech company. So it was a very traditional sort of career pathway. And I did that for a few years. And I remember this one day, it was shortly before I turned 30. I remember that one day I woke up in the morning and I think my soul must have told me, look, if you don't get out now, this something's going to happen. I cannot do this anymore. You need to get out of there. And I was like, wait, what? Because at the time I wasn't super spiritual in a way. I didn't, I'd meditated a little bit. I practiced a little bit of yoga, but I wasn't, I wasn't really very deep into all of this. How did your soul say it? It's literally like a voice. I woke oh. up and I was like, you have to get out of there. It was literally like a voice wow. from the off. You need to get out now. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> so I was like super confused. And I, it wasn't like I hadn't been contemplating about making a change, but hearing this and at the time I didn't understand that it was my soul telling me this. I just understood that there was something that was telling me, you need to get out now. Like it's time get out and do something new. That was one of the first moments when I started to realize, oh, wow, okay, I'm really missing something in my life. There is really a part of me that wants to be heard that I haven't, haven't let myself express and that I haven't sort of uh, really taken care of the last, the last 10 years. So uh, I did. I quit my job um, and moved to Berlin And then sort of, it was interesting because sort of, you know, I was in this super professional space for about maybe eight years. I moved to Berlin to do a PhD because that was at the time sort of the, the, the first thing I could think of to be like, what can I do that gives me a lot of freedom, but still is something to do? I was like, Let's do a PhD. <laughs> that was kind of like my, mm. um, the first thing I could think of. So I moved to Berlin, started to do this PhD, and then basically from the first moment I got to Berlin, I, I started meeting all these people who were super deeply embedded into the spiritual community here in Berlin, because there are mm -hmm. a lot of people here in Berlin. At first, I got involved with a community around the Agape Zoe Festival, which is a festival of healing arts, um, which is fantastic. And it brings together everyone who is a teacher, a healer, an artist. All these people come together three, four times a year to, um, for a little festival here in Berlin. So I went there and I got to know a few of the people that sort of are organizing this. And that really started to change something because What happened really was I wasn't very happy when I first moved to Berlin because I came here and I had lost my identity. You know, I had quit this job. I had quit this life. Congratulations. I came here and I was like, who am I? <laughs> who am I now? A large part of my identity is gone. Who am I now? What am I doing here? So I fell into a very deep hole for a few months. And those people were really the people that sort of held me during that time and sort of helped me understand that, you know, it's a very normal process to go through that and sort of to find that. And um, I was completing a yoga teacher training at the time. So there were tons of bits and pieces sort of showing me, wait, there is another world and there is another layer of, of the universe, if you want to even say. I had not considered so far. That has a lot your empathy, with your intuition, with emotions, with feelings, like all this space had been sort of suppressed for so long that it came bubbling up, I think, very deeply. So 
I really let myself uh, fall into that space. About a year in, I met um, one of my teachers whom I met at that festival. And I remember sort of, I was standing there and I saw her walking into the courtyard and I was like, who is that person? You know, sometimes when you see someone and you're like, I have, I have a date with that person on, in this life. There is like something about her. I met her and from there, really, I think what I today sort of call my journey of whatever you want to call it, awakening, my, my mystery school, my, my spiritual path really, um, really started because I attended one yoga class with her and then immediately I was like, this is what I need to do. <laughs> this is what I need to learn. I did multiple trainings with her. I became her assistant for a while. I traveled with her all over the world, helped to organize retreats and workshops. And for a while, I was, I think, going to at least one workshop a week with her and just like sitting next to her and feeling these energies and these powers that were coming back to me. When I realized, wow, I mean, every person has these capabilities and these powers of going so deep within feeling with your intuition and your empathy and listening really to those messages of your soul, of the spirit, of all these different things that I was like, wow, how did I miss that for the last 30 years? <laughs> how, how, did I not, how did I not see that? And I remember a quite a profound moment about two years ago when I suddenly remembered that as a kid, I knew all of this. And I remembered the day when it stopped. Oh, and that was, that, was quite a, that was quite a profound experience because I remember I must have been around six or seven. I was in elementary school. And I remember that as a kid, I knew all of this, right? I knew, you know, like when, some, like when something weird was happening around me, there was this gold cocoon around me. I would call my spirit guides. I would have all these fairies, imaginary, not imaginary, ethereal beings with me all the time that were my friends and that I was just living with, right, as a kid. I would write stories about it and draw pictures about it. And my parents were... They didn't really understand, but they would let me be. They would be like, mm -hmm. she'll grow out of it, kind of. So they would never really tell me this is not true or you can't do that, but they would just let me be with it. But I remember then when I started going to school that uh, I was, of course, always the weird one. I was always the one who was different and who was doing all these things. So I remember that day when I must have been six or seven, when I was on the playground in the schoolyard and all of a sudden it stopped and it, everything disappeared. Mm. And from that moment on, of course, I fit in much better, right? And I started to make friends and I was like, I was there. And that was quite a profound moment to realize that, to really see this moment so clearly that it was all there. And then it was gone. And I started to understand, of course, I was quite upset for a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, why, you know, and falling into this victim space of why was this done to me and why, la, la, la. And then at some point I realized that this was the path of my life, that this was meant to be like that. Mm -hmm. For me to sort of disappear in this, in this darkness, illusion, fog, whatever you want to call it for about 25 years or like 20 years 
to then wake up again and be like, oh, wait, I remember all of that. And I remember that this is true. And I remember that this is my truth. That really changed a lot for me. And I think for a while, it was an interesting journey for me to navigate those two worlds. Because on the one hand, obviously, you meditate, you go to these workshops, you have conversations with star beings, with your starlight family, with your spirit guides. You work with source energy, you send healings, all these things. And at the same time, I was writing a PhD about blockchain, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> for a while there, I really thought I was becoming schizophrenic because mm-hmm. I would go from this super spiritual world to this, okay, let's write a PhD about blockchain. So yeah. it was quite a, quite a balance act for a while. It became very apparent to me. I went to Bali last year for a few weeks because that's what you do. And during that time, I really realized this is not working for me. I cannot go down this. It's not my purpose to live this super spiritual life and nothing else. That is not my path. That is not what I'm here to do. So you were dropping the PhD world for a little bit and seeing if you're Mm going to go full on the spiritual path. And I was like, this is not for me. This is not what I'm meant to do. This is not, this is not my plan. Mm -hmm. So that was quite a powerful moment to realize that. And then also to start to realize that as soon as I, I understood that, I was like, okay, so what else can I do? How can I integrate the two better? And honestly, I wouldn't have finished my PhD if it weren't for those practices. Like literally, I would sit down in the morning, meditate and be like, please help me, please help me write. And I would sit there in the channel, mm-hmm. if you will, for hours at the time and write my PhD and then I would come out of it. And I, I started to realize it's not, about, it's not about this hippie spiritual life and it's totally fine. I get it. It's amazing, but it's, it was just not my path. And I mm-hmm. think there, aren't, there weren't any role models for me to really show me how, how an integrated life is, is done because there aren't that many people who live that way yet. Yeah. I'm hoping there will be more. That's why I'm so happy I, I met you yeah. because I think there are, right? And I think this is sort of one of the moments when I started to realize, you know, I started working with this more and more, really. I was wearing a tour band, like a headband when I was writing because you know, I was like, oh my God, I have to keep my crown chakra protected because it's, you know, it's just too much energy flowing. Wow. And then I would sit in factory in Berlin with my little turban, with my crystals and my writing. But it was fine. Like, it was totally okay. And people were actually curious. They were like, what are you doing? Like, why, do yeah, you have this, why do you have this headband? And why do you have all these crystals? And everyone who asked, I would explain. And they were like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. Like, Just tell me more about it. Factory is a co-working space for people who might not know what that is. Yes, it's a big co-working space in Berlin. Yeah, yeah so that's where I started to, to, to live the life <laughs> I live now. Coming from the super professional world, going very deep down the spiritual rabbit hole. Yeah. And at some point realizing, look, there are ways to combine the two. That's what I personally think we need a lot more people like that. We will, we will change what's happening. And I really do believe that we are at the tipping point where more and more people are waking up and we're slowly sort of the mass of conscious people is becoming large enough to really change something. I really do believe that. I really mm. see that sometimes when I meditate. I'm like, wow, it's happening. Like, and I, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I'm a witness to that. Like, that it's, is it's an exciting time to be in. Yeah, yeah it, is. it is. And I really think people sort of 
becoming more and more integrated in how they live their spirituality and how they use their practices in daily life, in daily business, in existing organizations. That will make a huge change. We talked about this before a little bit. I still sometimes have these conversations with my ego where I'm like, but I need to do something. I need to offer meditations. I need to teach people this. I need to do this and this. And then I sit down and I connect and then I get the message, no, you don't. <laughs> you just have to be who you are. You just have to stay connected. You just have to stay in the channel, in the source. And from there, everything will develop. That is a very, very, very important realization for people to a realize yes you can live an integrated life it is possible yeah. it's not 30 years ago where anyone who could who could channel messages from source would have to be a person that could not live a normal life anymore let's yeah. say that uh -huh. you know these people i think it has a lot to do with the consciousness field as well of this earth for a long time it was just not possible to channel those energies and live a normal life in society. I think it was just not possible, but I think we're changing. The frequency of our society and of our planet has gotten to a point where it's possible to do that, where you don't have to separate yourself anymore to receive mm. those messages, but you can actually, I sometimes receive them while I'm on my computer working <laughs> and I'm down. I'm like, Ugh, okay, all right. <laughs> Let's just write that down for a second and then come back to that later. <laughs> I have this sometimes when I'm driving. All of a sudden, oh, yeah. I'm zooming out into, into this witnessing consciousness and taking everything and the landscape and the steering wheel up. And there's a, a split second. Okay, wait a second, we're driving a car. Let's get back to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, you know, those moments. And I think that's the beauty of it. You said the teacher that you met, you did one yoga class with her, but it's not really yoga, right, that she is teaching. I'm really curious, what, is, what, is, what did you learn in those years and how does that bring you actually in your daily practices to be able to, yeah. to do what you're doing? She teaches, she teaches her own sort of style of yoga, which is a little mix of Kundalini and Yin and Vinyasa. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so she's developed sort of her own style. But really what I noticed the first time I went to a class with her is there was a different energy. And I think everyone in the room noticed that. She works with these physical practices. And at the same time, she works on a lot of different levels. And I think that is the first thing I learned with her and the first training that I did with her. I learned how to, how to even recognize other dimensions and other, other realities other than the 3D world we're in here. And to sort of start to realize that we are a material manifestation, but then we are also a huge energy field. And our soul is a huge energy field. That was one of the first practices I learned from her is to, to be aware, to become aware of these fields mm -hmm. and those energy fields. And you can call them whatever you want, you know, they can be electromagnetic fields. That, there are so many ways to describe them, but to me, they're energy fields. There are also many different layers to that. That's the first thing I learned from her is to, to be, become aware of all these different layers and all these different levels. And um, you can talk, obviously, about your body and then sort of the different layers you have around you, emotional layers, the physical layers, like all these different things, the spiritual layers. But then also realizing sort of more in a, how do I say, how do I describe it? It's funny. I've never actually had to really describe it and to explain uh -huh. it to someone. It's interesting. 
I, st- we, I work a lot with dimensions. Let's put yeah. it that way. Uh-huh. Our world here is sort of in the 3D, right? It's sort of the 3D world. And then the higher you get, the more ethereal and the more spirit, like, I don't want to say spiritual, spiritual is the wrong word, but the more ethereal it becomes. Mm-hmm. So there is sort of the 4D, which has a little bit on top of it, sort of your intuition and sort of a little bit your gut feeling, maybe even. And then the fifth dimension to me is where I start meeting some of my spirit guides. I work a lot with angelic beings where I will meet them where I will meet fairies, dragons, whatever. All these mystical beings will, for me, are in that sort of layer. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can travel further up to the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth dimension. And depending on sort of where you are, you you will experience different things and you will see different things and you will be able to, for your own life, understand different things because... What I've realized, like any spiritual path is really a path of healing. Like you will start to see where things in your life happen that made your life how it is today, the way it is. And those can be on so many different levels, right? They can be karmic, they can be emotional, they can just be on so many different layers. The things that are sort of ingrained into you here in this 3D world, sitting here on the table, talking to you in this virtual space. That was sort of my experience to start learning to navigate those different layers of myself and those different dimensions, starting to to be able to connect to the different beings and the different dimensions and understand what they could teach me and what they could help me with and how they can help me heal and how they can sort of be there for me. Mm. And it's interesting because the way I do that is mostly through sort of guided meditation journeys either myself or with a teacher who will guide you into those spaces. Uh, Interestingly, just a side note, a lot of people I think will experience the same thing if they take LSD, mushrooms, any um, sort of, how do you say, hallucinative, will bring you to exactly the same spaces, uh, just in a different way. So it will be like a healing journey. I will be at any given point in time, be quite aware of what are sort of the open topics for me at the moment? I will know, oh, there is a karmic thing related to my family. Mm-hmm. There is a belief around, I always have to please everyone. There is something in my body that keeps hurting and I know a doctor can figure out what. So I will be quite aware of what are sort of the current things that are going on with me. And then I will just, usually dive into that and see if I can uncover anything. And honestly, I mean, it's never done with one journey, but I've really released and healed very, very substantial issues and traumas in my life through that related to relationships, for example, super painful experiences with men and this and that. And it's just a very, very painful time for a long time. Mm. And um, through these practices, I was able to uncover why it is and why that happened and that it's okay. And that now it's done and now it changes. Yeah. It has a lot to do with this moment of understanding on all the different layers, why this is happening and then making a conscious decision to be like, okay, I got it. Thank you. I'm moving on. Is the is the meditation a still meditation or is the embodiment piece coming in as well? Like you said, there's the yoga part. 
Because there's different paths, right? Like there's this. It's usually a seat. It's usually seated or even lying down. And sometimes you will include some movements or breath work in the beginning to sort of clear your mm -hmm. channel and your body of anything that's sort of there. That will usually sort of happen in the beginning. You'll do a little breath work and like sort of move a little bit, sort of clear yourself essentially, uh, chanting, whatever sort of works, honestly. And that is the interesting thing because the practices I've learned from all of my teachers really are super intuitive. It's almost like a healing art. So everyone sort of develops their own little style and I think the most important thing I learned is that everyone can do it and mm. that everyone has their own expression of it. I remember I used to be super, super repulsed by these very strict teachings of, let's say, the Kundalini tradition. I cannot do that. That is like too, too much for me. And I started to realize that my way is just a lot, is a lot more intuitive to trust my soul to guide me and my spirit guides and to trust that I will know in the moment what is the right thing to do. And yes, sometimes it involves some body practice, be it breath work, yoga, chanting, shaking, whatever <laughs> really comes up. Writing a and blockchain then, PhD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's, you know, a seated or even lying down meditation and then really a deep healing journey of guiding or I'm, guide, you know, like guiding people through this and sort of, opening those spaces and allowing for whatever is there to happen to happen. Right. So you have a very developed mind writing a PhD and with blockchain, very technical piece. And you said even before starting with your PhD, like ego or your personality basically had a breakdown. And what yeah. you're doing now is you're looking at your personality from, from all of these different realms and looking at, looking into them. That's kind of the picture I get, like looking into the different layers into matter. How is your personality doing these days if you're doing these practices all the time? Because you're still functioning really successfully. It's an interesting question. And I think that goes back to sort of the schizophrenia part I was talking about. Because for a while, I really... I really didn't understand what my personality and my identity was in all of this because it was so many things and it was so many layers. And it was like, what is it? It's like, I don't get it. Like, what am I supposed to do here? And I honestly think I, I mean, I've done a many journeys to very powerful places in, on this earth. And mm -hmm. I think one of the most powerful journeys that I've done was to Egypt earlier this year. And that was really the place when I, I, lit, I could feel, like I could physically feel all those parts reuniting in my body. And I think, yes, of course, yes, I have a very developed mind, I guess, but it's something that happens on an energetic level, this integration. And it doesn't happen here in the mind. For a long time, I would consciously understand, oh, yes, it's all these different things and that's how they fit together I wouldn't feel it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be there and then I think it really happened on an energetic like almost physical level when I went to Egypt and we would go to all these sacred sites of ancient Egypt like the temples the pyramids the some of the the graves we were looking at it's just incredible Being there in those spaces, I'm sure you've experienced that before. You come to a place and you can physically feel the energy. Mm. You walk in and you're like, what is happening here? 
it's like literally like like you're like you're putting your hand into an electricity socket and it's mm-hmm. like ooh, ooh, you're like shaking <laughs> <laughs> and i really believe in the power of intention and i really believe in sort of manifestation powers of yourself and i had done so much work on so many levels on asking for this to be integrated for all these different mm-hmm. aspects of my personality and my being to be integrated and i had done a lot of work on that. I always, before I go on these journeys, I always do set an intention of what do I want? What, what, I, what do I want to work on? What do I want to see? What do I want? What do I need help with? I set this intention. And for that journey, the intention was exactly what you said. Please, I knew I was going back to a full-time job in a big company, sort of my old world. I have done so much work. Like I'm asking you to help me you being my spirit guides, source, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. I'm really asking, I need your help. Before I do that, I need your help to integrate all of that I am into one being that can go there and do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens. And yeah. um, that is maybe one note I also want to make. I am sure you've experienced that. I am amazed by how powerful our manifestation and creative powers. It's just incredible to see that, how it will take a while sometimes from planting the seeds to actually it manifesting into your life, but it will happen. I guarantee it will happen. Mm. And it happened to me for so many different things. And one of them being this feeling that I'm able now to work in a big corporation, in a big job, like a regular nine to five job, like sometimes a little longer, but anyway, like a regular job and still live the spiritual life. I think it was a very important moment for me to sort of set this intention and to ask for this divine guidance to help me yeah. with that. You were, yeah, you're working at a big company and you worked at Google before, then went out. And now you're working at Facebook. When we talked the last time, you also mentioned how you're integrating not only into your own being, but also how you bring in some of these practices to, to the people you work with. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's like the next level, right? It's like, I'm integrated. How do I relay this with sound yeah. waves <laughs> all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. And then also being it and like getting others, others involved and just yeah, doing it. What are you doing there? Well, first of all, I have to say, particularly in my team, I feel very, very grateful to be in a team where there are a lot of people who have been or are on the spiritual path. <laughs> so it's quite interesting you know, how then the universe will place you in environments where there are people like you. It's, it will just happen. So that, you know, that just as a start, but so what, what we do as a team. One second. So, so what is that team? Oh, I work in a team called Community Partnerships. What we do is we work with community leaders around the world that sort of builds big communities on Facebook mostly. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is a big community? A big community here in Germany, for example, that is on our platform would be something called Echte Mamas, which is a big community for mothers to come together and sort of share their experience and and share what they do. And there will be a lot of different, depending on the country, a lot of different communities that are there. Okay. Like, is there a number number that makes a big community? Like in terms of members? No, it's not really in terms of members. It's more, it's more in terms of how, how, well, how interactive they are and okay. how engaged, how yeah. tight the community is, if you want, in a way. Okay. 
So we do sort of three things. Also because there are a lot of people who are already quite conscious about all these things. We do a weekly team meditation where we take turns in reading it. So it's sort of this safe space for everyone to show up, to come and meditate together. And it's super interesting. Of course, I sort of bring my own experience and teachings into that. But then it's, I think it's super important to, to allow other people to express their teachings and their experience and whatever they practice. And I think it's, it's a lot of this just coming together on these topics is what I feel makes a lot of difference and empowering people to be like, yeah, of course you can lead a meditation. Come on, come on in, mm-hmm. join us and mm-hmm. share with us what you practice. Just sort of creating that space for people to, to come together and, and share um, mm-hmm. their practice is super powerful. And then when I lead it, I will do a classic sort of meditation of connecting people down, connecting people to the channel if you want, right? Connecting them down to the center of the earth, connecting them to the heart and up to the skies. That's mm-hmm. sort of the basic meditation that I do to sort of get the energy flowing. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people who do very different uh, practices. And I think it's fascinating to, to come together and share what's happening. And then in the same space of sharing, we have a chat group where we will come together and talk about whatever we're experiencing. And just on the day, be like, hey, are you feeling today? How is your energy level? How are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? What happened? Uh, is there anything that you experienced? And it's just this little tiny support group. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, an open space for people to come and talk about it. Because that to me, also for myself, I have a support network now of people like you, but some other people who, who understand the practices and who practice mm-hmm. the same. And that I can talk to about what I'm, and sometimes I'll get visions, sometimes I'll get very strong feelings about things. You know, it's different ways you experience it. And especially if you live an integrated life, I think it's super important to have that support network of people to talk to and to to share what happened and to share that experience and to, to talk to people who have, who see these additional layers of consciousness. Because if you don't, it's very, very hard to deal with sometimes. So that's mostly what I'm doing, I would say. Also within the company, that's the third pillar. I have my two, three people that I know I can talk to about these things on my team even. We will talk once a week and just be like, hey, how are you? And sometimes we'll just talk about whatever, work or something else. But sometimes I'll be like, yeah, like I felt super tired last week. What was it? And then, you know, sometimes it will be like, oh, a collective energy that was super tough to deal with. Or it would be like a personal thing that happened. But just mm-hmm. having a sounding board, I think, is very important. Because as you say, like it is so, so difficult to express these things in sound waves that other people will understand, you know. So... <laughs> So I think it's super important to have these people where you know they will understand, even if maybe the majority of some of the other people might not understand. So find your people to talk to. <laughs> like that's find your people to talk to and find your people to share your practice with. That to me is yeah. two of the most important things to do in this. You have basically a group chat and you're sharing, wow, I had this this vision when I meditated or tapped into uh, something not, or not not on the group chat to that level but okay. we will share a lot about what we feel and how we sort of experience things okay. yeah okay and, and then i will have another group of people that i will share those like great. very specific okay the circles of like how weird can i get 
how weird can I be here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I want to live in a world where we can be full on. Wow. I channeled last night that this community and that community's personality having a clash. And I really think we need to get them involved there. Their etheric bodies need to be brought together. Or, I yeah. love to be in a world like that. And yeah. I think it, it will happen. I do think so. Yeah. I think for now, as I said, find your people and find, find at least one or two people where you can be as weird as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> really. Tell them everything about the aliens you see, about like everything. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that stuck for me, I'm really curious, we didn't go into that when we, when we last talked, but you said, and I, I guess it's that last support group that you're mentioning, or the last smaller group where you said you were feeling the energetics of the network. I guess now mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter movement, for example, was, was rushing rushing in and being really present or other other energies moving through. I'm curious, do I get that right? And and yeah. what do you do with that then? That is a super interesting question. If you think about it, Facebook is a technical platform that basically connects the entire world through Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. Just imagine it, right? It's a huge network that brings together 2 billion people all over the world. It's massive. Mm -hmm. It's a massive social system, if you want. Mm -hmm. And of course, a massive social system like that has a collective energy. And think about it. Why do people go to this network? To share stuff, to share their feelings, to share what they're experiencing. So it's this intense system of personal feelings, if you want. So I, I, I see that and I, I feel that quite intensely, usually, the system. And I also feel the current Black Lives Matter movement. Anything that happens sort of in society in general will be just amplified in this network like crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just in, insane and it's intense to feel that sometimes, to feel this collective energy and to A, find ways not to let it eat you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because it can be very intense to, to connect with these energies and to feel all of that. And I work a lot with how much of this is mine. When I feel weird, I'm like, do this little test with literally with my hands. How much is it? How much of this is mine? Mm-hmm. Very simple. Mm-hmm. And that alone will give you the sort of the consciousness of, oh, a little bit of this is mine. And some of it is from the collective field. And that's okay. It's, it's allowed to be there, but it's just important to have this distinction and to understand that there's a difference yeah. <laughs> and that it's not you. Especially, no, if not you're working, especially if you're working in the system, like you are like exactly. a, as a user, but you're part of the system that operates the system. Exactly, exactly. And that is super important too. And we talk about that a lot with one of my little groups as well about this, about individual and collective emotions and energies and how we're experiencing them. Mm -hmm. I think it's super important to become aware of that. That is sort of one of the first things that I do to really make this distinction and to also talk to other people about it um, to make sure that this, you know, it's there. And I'm still working on what that means on a larger level, to be honest. I don't know yet. I can't yeah. tell you. Yet. I don't yeah. know. It's uh, it's a job to hold that space, to be there and to witness that, what is happening, to hold this collective energy and to sort of see that space. And then obviously there's ways to create change in that. There's just a lot of different energetic levels of what you can do with this. And I don't know yet. Yeah. I can't tell you yet. 
yeah, <laughs> other okay. than that, that, it's, that I'm starting to become very aware of it and that other people are feeling it too. And I mean, it's not only for people working in the company, right? I think it's equally important for anyone using, let's say, Instagram to be very aware of whatever you consume on Instagram, how much of that is yours and how much of that is collective field. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, just a very important moment for people to start realizing these things. From these feelings. So the first step is the awareness that you're describing. And then do you just let it infuse yourself because you're feeling it? Or are, there, are you also then, you mentioned earlier, oh, wow, this download is coming while I'm sending an email. Okay, let's put, a, let's put it to the side. How do you infuse it then into, into whatever, like the next monthly planning or the more mundane things, right? Do you, need, do you have deadlines and you have projects and whatever, whatever? Yeah. I will get downloads for my individual job usually. Mm-hmm. Like, get downloads for my individual sort of task and mm -hmm. job. It's kind of similar to when I was writing the PhD. I will open the channel and be like, okay, help me here. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Support me, please. And then I will get ideas and I will get sort of areas where I as a manager can contribute and where I can do things. And I will sort of get it on, on that level. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? So yeah. I will sort of get yeah. like, oh. Like this is this area. Have a look at that. How is your support network outside of Facebook? I mean, you live in Berlin. There's this, you can find anything in Berlin, but, but there's also a community around that. And you said also earlier, this was your first teacher who you met. And then you have, you said also about other teachers. Yeah. What are the other parts that you're, that you're having in your field? There are a few people here in Berlin. That, that are part of my support network, but then... From the same school, from, from the same kind of tradition or from the same teachings? Yeah. Is, yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. And then the thing is though, once you sort of get into that, they, will, they tend to be spread all over the world. So there is really, I would say, a group of five to six people that I really closely connect with and that I can talk to about these things. And some mm -hmm. of them are here in Berlin, some of them are not. And then I also work with, with Tara, with my teacher um, that I work with at the moment. I will do weekly sessions with her, almost like coaching style sessions. Mm -hmm. And just to talk about what I'm experiencing and just to get, get like a coach, you know, get like someone with an external perspective to talk to about what's happening. And it's not like a business coach. It's kind of like a, if you want like a spiritual coach, that's just a different level of, of coaching that is happening yeah that's what i would say so there's this larger network that i'm plugged into of people that have been to similar schools and similar teachings and then i work with with Tara, with my current teacher on a weekly basis to sort of yeah. just discuss what i'm seeing and experiencing and then i have a closer circle of five to six people um, that i will talk to about these things and we'll yeah. sort of bounce what's what's happening yeah. I'll put also a link to the website of your teacher in the yeah. in the description when, when when this comes out. So if people want to learn more, are there other sources that you would point somebody to at the point where you were in your PhD, right? So like, fuck, I got a message. So what what to do now? Or even before that, I think there's something more. So what are the pointers that you would point people towards? Books or stories or I guess teachers, you have one that that you that you yeah. that resonates with you strongly. So I 
I strongly believe in community and I strongly believe that if you are meant to find it, you will find it. <laughs> Trust that you will find people like you one day. <laughs> they will show up. It's, it's, it's the law of the universe. You cannot avoid them showing up. It's going to happen. Hmm. So I think that's my first thing. And maybe just a side note, I think my attitude towards friendships and people in my life has changed quite a bit since I started this path. Of course, yes, I have some very, very close friends, but I also strongly believe that whoever is meant to be in your life will show up at the right time. And whoever is meant to leave will leave at the right time. And as soon as you stop holding on to that so tightly, it will make things a lot easier and a lot better and a lot sort of, and a lot less painful in, in many ways. Trust the universe that it will bring the right things to you. Yes, I, I realize that that's a little easy to say, not <laughs> as but easily to be done in many ways. It's easily said. It can also be a bypass. It can be a spiritual bypass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll come when the time is right. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is, spiritual bypassing is a huge topic. I could do another podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe give me the, the two-minute drop. I just think it's very important to be aware of, of what happens and also to... To, to be okay with the fact that you will do spiritual bypassing in your life and to be uh -huh. okay with it. And to then again say, it, when I'm ready, I will move on to the next level. So it's this delicate balance of moving to bypassing and letting go of resistance. I think it's a very delicate balance. I, I strongly believe in don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. I mean, I know it for myself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yep. Yeah, I get it, but... Jesus. Yeah. It's not easy for me either, huh? I, I have trouble with that. And uh, so what other resources? There's a few books that I love that really helped me a lot. I will name probably three of them. One of the first ones that I ever read that really sort of opened a lot of things for me was The Wise Heart by Jack Kornfield. Mm -hmm. is based in California, a teacher, amazing, who works on sort of spiritual psychology. Very, very cool book. I can recommend that. Then another thing, and someone who's sort of been very present in my life for a long time was Autobiography of a Yogi by um, Yogananda. Uh, research his life. Like, I mean, it's an autobiography, so if you read it, <laughs> you will find out about it. But it's a fascinating story. The last one I read quite recently, well, really any of the books of Joe Dispenza, I love. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've ever read any of his mm -hmm. books, but... He's actually a medical doctor, so he explains all of these very spiritual practices on a very scientific level, which is fascinating. And he's written a book called Becoming Supernatural or Be Supernatural, something like that. Mm -hmm. And that is a really fascinating book. And maybe the last one, it's not a book. I also love Deepak Chopra. I think mm -hmm. he is <laughs> and um, he does a lot of Instagram um, stories. This daily dose of just having someone talk about these things it helps me a lot. Something just was sticking with me from actually from the very beginning when you said you had this you had this voice that told you no, and then later on there was this voice actually go back and integrate, and and I think there's this this heart of when the soul comes through. For a lot of people, it's kind of the dark night of the soul. Something really is happening to push it through. But for you, it yeah. sounds like it was actually not quite like that. It's just a voice came. You're like, huh, okay. Or was there something no. around it? No, no okay. That was, yeah. that was the dark night of the soul around it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. 
<laughs> no, there really was. I mean, there's a reason the voice told me, look, leave now before something dies in you. Yeah. It's not that I was particularly unhappy. I was just, yeah, I was, uh, honestly, I think I was at the verge of a burnout and depression. Mm -hmm. I was just working and I didn't know sort of where to go and what to do. And I was very unhappy with my relationships. It was just a lot of things sort of coming mm -hmm. together. And I, I do agree with that. I think these voices tend to come with quite a dark moment of the soul. <laughs> yeah. And it's happened since. It's happened since. But I'm trying, but then, how do I say that? The more I work with this, the more I trust that this is what is meant to happen. Even when I'm in this moment, I'm trying to understand there is a reason this is happening, even if I cannot see it now. Mm -hmm. What really helps me is to have this very, very deep trust and faith that I'm guided and that I'm held and that there is nothing that can cause me pain because I'm guided and held and anything that is causing me pain is causing me pain for a reason. Mm -hmm. hmm. And I think to have that very, very deep trust and faith that allows me to do what I do today. And if we're looking in the future, do you feel like you're at the right point right now in the integration at Facebook and you seem like you have those, the starting, the sprouts of a community that also does that, like meditation and working with the energies of Facebook and, and, and the individuals. Where do we go? Did you talk about manifestation power, like intentions? What if we would have in like two years or three years at Facebook? Are we all shamanically running, influencing the network? from there or that's a good question i don't i don't i'm not sure if i can answer it that specifically for my current job or the network that i work yeah. in but what yeah. i really do believe is that more and more people will will discover their powers i believe that we're in a time where it's it's almost like the earth is like shifting it's like topic after topic is coming up to be released and you better you better jump on board because if you don't it's going to be very painful over and over again 2020 look at COVID. look at yeah. you know the whole black lives matter um discussion like there are so many topics that are karmically ingrained in our collective field and i feel it's the time where all of these are coming up mm -hmm. and where all of you are wanting to be looked at and I think that's what's happening. If you've worked with these things for a while, you usually can understand the larger context and sort of what is happening. But I, I see, of course, many people who, who don't. And for them, it's so pain. And I'm not saying it's not painful, right? I want to make that very clear. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I see the pain and I understand it. It's just this, like, as you were saying, this ability to become an observer of the pain rather than just an experiencer. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of a very critical moment. And I think that more and more people will, will develop that through what's happening because I really do believe that, you know, this is only the beginning. I think there's, there's like, I don't want to sound apocalyptic, but I really do think there are a lot of things that the collective world hasn't looked at yet. Yeah. That's really what I think will happen. But I don't really see that in a bad way. I think it's, it's the time for our collective humanity and for the planet to really change and to really create something new and to let go of all these old structures and all these systems and everything that's had manifested itself out of very different areas. I really do believe there will be a new way. 
there will be a new way of society and a new way of living and a new way of working. And, you know, that's, of course, where a system like Facebook comes in, because that already sort of creates such a new infrastructure and such a new way for people to come together and to to communicate. And I really think I think about it more that way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And I think yeah. about it as a tool and a platform for creating this new society and the visions for that new society will be channeled and will, I believe will, will come from, you know, somewhere. <laughs> so and not, and not from the 3d world here. I guess as, as the last thing, as we're going through this, through this transition point, right. And like old, old systems shattering. Some people might even say Facebook is an old system in some way, but like definitely all, business, like the extraction type of business of extracting from the world and from people and from the planet will die. The separation illusion will collapse. What can you tell people who are either about to jump into their path or who are, who are just listening because they're curious, like, what, how can I do this? I think it's this, this moment of really any practice you can find. And I find, I found, and I started honestly meditation with a lot of Buddhist practices because they use a lot of this extracting yourself from your current state of being into the observer. And I think that for me is a crucial, is a crucial thing to make it easier and to, to allow yourself to zoom out a little bit. And any practice that resonates with you that allows you to do that awesome, do it. <laughs> I think that is, that is my advice. And I, I don't want to say you have to do the Buddhist practice to do that because I very strongly believe that everyone has their own access. You know, for some people, it's not even meditation. For some, for some people, it's music. For mm-hmm. other people, it will be something else. It's, I think it's, it's time to, to let go of these very uh, defined stigmas of this is how you need to do it, but to really just understand what it is you need (laughs) and I think this skill of zooming out and understanding what is happening to you at the moment is very important and even then sometimes just ask for for help either a person or just the the universe (laughs) please help me find a way to do that and it will come I I know it (laughs) I really do thank you so much for taking the time on a on a Saturday Saturday morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As I said, I, I love talking to people about this and I love uh, sharing because I think it's important that we, we, start, we start coming together and we start talking about it and we start having our little support networks and uh, anyone who's out there and needs a support network, please be in touch. If you mm-hmm. need someone to talk to, come find me somewhere. Come find me on any, on any uh, social network there is and you can talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> to be your to be your uh, sounding board. <laughs> ah, sweet. Thank you so much. All right, Philip. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. Thank you yeah. for opening space and for for allowing me to to come and share and uh, for sh- sharing this with the world. This is like an important thing to do, I think. Mm. And it's like a great, great, Thank great you. initiative and a great, a great step. And let's meet again in ten years and see what happens. And this is it for episode one. Thank you to Jessica and thank you to you for listening and joining us on this journey. You will find links to the mentioned people and resources in the show notes. 
and I would love to stay in touch. So subscribe through any of the available platforms or join me on inthespiritofbusiness.com. Until next we meet, tschüss and goodbye.